Hey, I'm IQ, and you are now listening to The Elijah Bailey Show. The Elijah Bailey Show is sponsored by Black In Studios, Oklahoma's premier and finest, like, $10 wine <laughs> podcasting production company. If you want to be a part of Black In Studios, you can simply follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Black & Studios. Send them an email to become a podcaster at Black & Studios, or at least have a shot at being a podcaster at Black & Studios at podcast at blackandstudios.com. And don't forget to visit blackandstudios.com. Remember, it's Richard. <laughs> it's, it's Black. Richard. It's Black. <laughs> it's Black. The Elijah Bailey Show is also sponsored by... Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Elijah 5000. Today, I've got a special offer for you. If you like wearing badass shirts, original themes from pop culture, comic book, and anime culture from original artists, then use our promo code at checkout at www.riptapparel.com. Promo code Elijah Bailey Show gives you a 10% discount, so you're paying less than anyone else. Make sure to go get your shirt, look cool as hell, and stay ripped. Three, two... One. And if you guys are wondering if I'm here by myself today, I am not. Nope. Oh. No. I'm not here by myself today. uh, I am here. Richard is back. What did you think of the last episode? Because we did a top 10, and I know you would have loved to be here. Yeah. I didn't even get to the top 10 part. I haven't got to finish it yet. I was going to finish it when I go back home to finish. What do you think about the? Because I saw Spider Man. What do you think about my. (laughs) I don't know. DeAndre's super excited to see it. It. For the Spider-Man, I told her some of the stuff that you were saying, but yeah. for the people who haven't heard it, go back and listen to it's episode eighty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode eighty four. Um, it was the movie was really good, and there's a part where Michael Keaton and Spider Man, or I guess Peter, or whatever Peter you want to say, because yeah. I mean it's like it's Vulture and Spider Man, Peter Parker, and Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. and they're like kind of figuring stuff out. Man, the storytelling was really good. Uh, I, I have to commend my boy Ify Wadaway because he saw it on Thursday and said. They added uh, a, a gay individual, uh, different cultures, black, uh, Middle Eastern, Asian, Hispanic, and um, all these different theme and tonalities without forcing it down your throat. Everybody was, the movie was seamless. You didn't say, oh my God, there's a gay guy. I, I noticed. I said, oh, okay, that kid's supposed to be gay because I thought it was a girl. So he's over there talking with Lisa, who is the interest of Peter Parker. Just about superhero. They revolved everything around the Avengers, and you got to see a lot of growth between Tony Stark from the very beginning Iron Man all the way up till now, as well as Peter Parker um, from Captain America: Civil War into now. So I really loved it. the The themes, the tone, the type of superhero that Spider Man should be. They kept true to that character, and they also kept true to the fact that he's a high school kid, mm. and so he has all these other things going on now. Aunt May. Being the hot ass Aunt May, there was some stuff in the in the movies. I was like, eh. did not line up. Uh, Let's slightly mean, off. Aunt May was getting some free meals. Let's just say that she was, <laughs> she was looking a little good for everybody. But uh, we will do a Spider Man review once Richard sits down to watch half of it and fall asleep through the rest. But it was, I mean, it was really good. It was compelling. You kind of forgot it was Spider Man if he wasn't wearing the suit. But they oh, did really? have him. Yeah, they did have him in the suit, and you're like, man, this is like two two boys trying to figure out what to do, and then he has more responsibility because he tells his friend, you know, hey, don't tell. After everything that's happened to Aunt May, you cannot spring this on May right now. And so he kind of understood, and then you kind of see their friendship play out as well as Peter Parker becoming an actual hero from small – it's like having this big mission to small-time crimes and felonies that we see in the trailer to actually figuring out what it means to be a superhero. So Hmm. I loved it. I'm actually going to go see it again with my mom and check that out. It's pretty cool. Uh, What were you doing while we were gone? Working. Yeah. I mean, same old, same old. Yeah. Slaving and working. (laughs) Casino's gone. (laughs) Yeah, slaving and working. You tried to take my money, but uh, didn't let it happen. That was a hookup, if you did not tell. No, it wasn't. Yes. No, no, I don't even want to play that. Only two people who walked out of that casino last day with money, and you were one of them. It was me. For a reason. It was all me. For a reason. For a reason. Okay, thank (laughs) you. All right, with that being said, we have a phenomenal guest. uh, MC, they call him IQ. What was that sound? It was like the, like, the... You know, like, wow, like, it's going down. 
phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we have an MC all the way from Florida, Miami, Florida, to be in fact. Uh, IQ is coming on the show. I actually met him down at Akon. You heard me speak very highly of him. And Mr. Christ Allen, a.k.a. IQ, is going to be on the Elijah Bailey Show. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the mind of a man who has the name of an I, but has the intelligence of a Q. The Elijah Bailey Show starts right now. Welcome back to the Elijah Bailey Show. This is episode 85. Yes. I never. 15 away. 15 away from the goal. Yeah. I never thought we'd make it goal. to 85 episodes. I mean, milestone, sir. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Milestone. I'm sorry. I got to come correct. I have. I missed you one episode and I started to lose my way right there. I know. That's Setting goals and it, shit. It would have. It's. What happened? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd like to continue. But like, since we got a special guest, <laughs> since we got company today. Exactly. And like we said in the in the intro, in the soft intro, we have a man that has is revolutionized music in its essence. When I first met him in Akon, uh, it was just something. It was it was a moment to where I could sit there and be like, dude, it's just me, Jarvis. And when I met you before, I didn't know your first name was Christ, but I said IQ, and we're just sitting here talking. And it's very nice, calm, and I was like, man. You met him through Jarvis, right? Correct, yeah. Jarvis knows everybody. Jarvis knows everybody, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was something when I was talking to Jarvis when we walked back. I was like, man, it's just nice to be somewhere where you have a lot of people of the same kind of mentality and same nature, just kind of laid back and then wanting to have a good time and then just talk. So without further ado, we have Mr. Christ Allen, a.k.a. IQ. How are you doing today, sir? I'm all right. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going. It, it's beautiful. It's down going here good, in Oklahoma. It's going good, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you on the show. I've been. Uh, I was able to check out a couple of your songs on iTunes or not iTunes, but SoundCloud, SoundCloud. and uh, thoroughly impressed. It was almost refreshing. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we'll get into that later a part of the show. But thank you for giving us some time to chat up with you, bro. Oh man, nah. Thank you for wanting me. <laughs> like <laughs> it goes both ways. Exactly. I know. There was one thing that I heard from Jarvis is that because uh, I was like, "What is what is IQ doing down in Texas if he's from Florida?" And he's like, "Man, you know, Florida's not really showing you too much love right now." So what's because you just got back? Where'd you just come back from? Uh, L.A. L.A. So got back from L.A. and now you're back in Miami. What what's going on? Why is Florida not showing you the the respect you deserve? Because me and Richard have both listened to the albums and the songs, and I, I listened to your documentary and actually put it up on my page uh, because I feel like there's a message there. So why is that not being received where you're at right now? I'm not going to say it's like everybody here mm-hmm. or that it's a horrible place to be. I, I, I actually enjoy Florida. But at the same time, it's like for some reason, and, and I guess it, it's probably something that a lot of other artists deal with as well, and it is much harder to get booked in your town than outside of your town, depending yeah. on where you are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for the most sure. part, a lot of cons out of town tend to show a lot of love, you know, and they'll bring me out or do whatever. But here, it's it's just been like fighting to get people to actually acknowledge the fact that, you know, you have a worth. Yeah. But once again, I think in general, there, there are lots of uh, industries, especially music, that, that don't necessarily appreciate their homegrown talent as much. So that's the struggle and just trying to get out there even more. So it doesn't stop me from doing what I'm doing. You know, instead, I, I just try to change things up a little bit. Rather than being dependent on people to book me and things of that nature, you know, I try to book more shows where I have a little bit more control over things. Mm-hmm. So, and I know Elijah kind of uh, just hit on just the the issues you that you may you know have, but I think you're right. I think a lot of people have that same issue, uh, especially dealing with the big the big states, the high heavy populated states. Um, but I, I kind of want to start out at the base of it. Um, a lot of your music. The one thing that I I was really digging it was uh, for one, I didn't know what to expect. And with it being 2017, especially when you, you hear someone saying that they're a, a musician artist that, you know, raps, you, you really don't know what to expect. Yeah. And for me to be able to listen to some of your songs and I can feel the East Coast Brooklyn mm. style of rapping that, you know, I, I me personally, Oklahoma, I haven't got to hear in a long time and then mix with cool phrases that clearly 
references anime. Mm. <laughs> what what made you even want to embark that particular niche? Well, here's the thing. I, I believe that more more importantly than anything else, that hip hop is a reflection of who you are. So for me, I I love anime. You know, I, I love video games. I, I love you know, many different things of, of that nature, comic books, and that's what I grew up on. So I figured if I was going to start talking about something or, or whatever it was, whatever direction it went, I wanted it to be something that, that was true to me. Mm. And so I just started down that path. You know, like I watched a show called Attack on Titan, which is like one of my favorite shows, and I, I saw such a huge contrast between the life that I lived and, and the world in which, you know, Attack on Titan is based. Mm-hmm. So there were so many, um, so many similarities as well. And I looked at it and I just said, man, if, if you look at the concepts of some of this, you know, these are things that, that we as people go through every single day because there is a, um, there is a system in which the world kind of operates. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you get into the anime, it's basically three, it's, it's like uh, humanity was pretty much almost wiped out to extinction to where they're stuck in this one place. But within this place, there is a very high um, social and economical division between the people, mm-hmm. right? And depending yeah. on where you are, there are three walls. And in each wall, there's a different type of class of people, a different type of way that they think and different things that they go through. And when I saw that, you know, it really reminded me of the world that I live in today and the fact that, you know, you have your middle class, your lower class, you have your, your, your upper class, you know, your, your, your top 10 percenters and all of that stuff, you know, directly and indirectly is referenced in this anime. You just have to look for it. And so a lot of times when I, when I look at a show that I really like, I, I take it and I, I relate it back to myself and the world in which I'm living in. So mm. it's a very good, I guess, place to start because it just makes you evaluate things a little bit differently from the point of, of a story that might not necessarily be yours directly. Man, that was deep, but I'm definitely feeling that because I, and I think I can kind of relate to you. Cause there'd be a lot of times where it's almost like the imagination I have can automatically start uh, putting myself and putting this story that I'm watching, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of anime, and I want to mm. dabble on a little bit about just your personal love for anime here in a bit, uh, if, if, he, if it's okay with Elijah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's awesome, because there'll be times where I'll be watching, you know, even like Dragon Ball Z or something like that, or especially like Gundam, and I, I tend to try to put what's going on in this universe in my own universe, because I feel like even the people who actually wrote the story they've had to have some type of, you know, uh, imagination that took what their reality is and formed it into the story that we were able to watch on TV. Yeah, and definitely, definitely. I mean, like, even if you look at a show like Dragon Ball Z, man, there are many life lessons that, that people don't tend to see. But it was funny because um, Dragon Ball Super, for example, I haven't really been watching it too tough mm-hmm. this, you know, this time around mm-hmm. because I've been trying to watch so many other things. And I said, okay, well, I'll get back into Dragon Ball Z a little bit. And my little brother turned around and he was like, man, you need to start watching it again now. And I was like, well, why? <laughs> you know, tell, tell me something that, that I haven't seen pertaining to the anime already, you know, because I've been watching it all my life. Yeah. It'll be there later. And he was just like, nah, you know, there are so many things that they're starting to show um, development-wise, right? For example, you know, we all know who Goku is. Goku is always the hero. Goku is the one that saves the world and time and time again. Right. But what he told me was, he was like, but now you're starting to see the repercussions of some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and looking at the fact that people are not, were not realizing at the beginning, but they're starting to see now that Goku is very reckless. And so very. now the things that he's and doing have huge repercussions that people are now saying like, Oh man, like, you know, this is this is interesting to see because it's it's showing directly 
how what you do can affect those around you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that that's a that's a real good take on it. I guess I got I got to get back into watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, anime has, has always been life, but it also has taught me so many lessons in life. So let me ask you this then. Um, what is like your going just let's just talk anime real quick. Um, what was probably your first anime that you just started watching uh, that you were just like, man, this is like, this is the shit. It got you into it. Oh, man. I don't even know where to start because I, I watched so many when I was young. Man, go ahead and pull um, that scroll out and let's start listening. <laughs> <to them. laughs> um, okay. Let's see. There was. Um, it was Wind Ninja Chronicles, which is which is Ooh. called uh, Ninja Scroll. Ooh. I watched that when I was younger. Classic, um, legendary title right there. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, indefinitely. It, it was amazing. I, I I liked it back in the day, and the visual imagery kind of was a lot to take in. Oh yeah. So you you turned around and you started paying real good attention to what was happening in the story. Um, of course, like anybody else, man, it was Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. um, Akira. Which, mm. like I said, is, you know, everybody has watched. Yeah. Some of the things that really, though, cemented it in for me that wasn't Wind Ninja Chronicles is probably The Fist of the North Star. Mm. Um, oh, Ugh, my I loved The Fist. <laughs> and just once again, you know, looking at the world, this post-apocalyptic world where all of these things are happening and you're seeing that the breakdown of, of society and the systems within it. Yeah showing you the raw humanity left and and that part of of how Kenshiro went through the world because he lost someone that was near and dear to him but the crazy thing about it was Julia she was more worried about the health of the world and the people in it while Kenshiro you know wanted to to write things because of his love and his influence from mm. Julia yeah yeah you know, so so looking at that dynamic, it, it was something that really kind of made me think about a lot of things. And so, you know, in life, you, you go through things, but you don't always pay attention to everyone else. And so I think it was very, it was very impactful because I noticed it. You know, like Akira is another big one, you know, <clears throat> looking at the interaction between them and how at the end, how him getting those powers ended up changing everyone's world. But I think it was the effect of him gaining those powers mm-hmm. and how it affected the world of everyone else that really didn't look at the fact that he was going through a lot. Yeah. 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 He, he, he was going through a, <laughs> a hell of a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. So you, you turn around and you say, man, if they had just treated him better, like the outcome of that story would have been completely different. Yeah. You know, probably boring, So, the- <laughs> but I know, but you're right though. I mean, be, I mean, no, I mean, and I, I say boring just as kind of jokingly, but when you relate it to just like how people treat each other at school, uh, you know, how friends can treat each other and everything like that, it makes you think like that. Like, man, he had all these problems and everything like that. What but if he, yeah, what would have been if he had like a better uh, support system or, you know, better friends that he can, you know, be able to talk to and whatnot. And granted, he had buddies that followed him because, you know, he did have the badass bike and everything like that. But even he, he was, he was actually kind of living in the shadow of, oh boy, what was his name? Um, what was the other dude? The, the, actually, actually the hero of the, of the show. What was his name? Uh, Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Yeah, yeah. Tetsuo is the one with the bitches. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the bad one. <laughs> but no. Uh, so, like, moving forward, like, what uh, if you don't mind, like, give, give us a couple more, like, of the anime. I'm, I'm loving this scroll, man, because you're kind of making me reminisce over the the Nostalgia legendary. The these aren't even class. These are like legendary titles you're dropping. Yeah, man. That's that's what I grew up watching, though. You know, like. Do you remember? It's, it's a real old joint, and I wish they they had actually did more with it. There was an anime called Bow. Bow. B-O-Y or B-O-W? Uh, what is it? B-O-A-H. Bow. And he, he's, he's, um, he's one of the characters in one of those. Is it, is it J-All-Stars? It's, it's one of those fighting games where uh, they brought together a bunch of anime. J-Stars, and, yeah. And do Bow is blue. I think I know who you're talking about. And he has blades on, on, his, um, on both of his forearms. I don't think I've seen Bow. Oh, I'm, you gotta I, look that I, up. Yeah, I got it looked up right now, 
And yeah, no, like B A O H, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I never seen this cat. And oh man, like you're right. He was. I think he was in J Stars because he he looks yeah, he hella was. familiar. He beat you. He's one of the ones beat you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah back in the day, was. man. Even though the the dub, you know, the, the dub quality wasn't what it is to today's anime, I think that was actually the first one I watched in actual English. Okay. So it was um it was interesting watching the translation and, and trying to figure out what was what because I, I always watched the subs first anyway. Yeah. But just watching them try, I, I watched that and another one called um I think it was called Bastard. Oh, I remember yeah. Bastard. Yeah. That was the one that the uh uh that that one guy, uh he I think I actually got the first CD, DVD, I don't even know where I got it from. Maybe some type of garage sale. I think it was. I think I got Funko, it from. But no, I got it from like a garage sale. Using uh, <laughs> the using the deeps. Yeah, I was in the <laughs> the deeps of the ocean back then. Uh, I remember Bastard so because he was, and I loved the main character's uh, attitude. He was such a dick. Yeah, man. So so many good ones that that you just turn around and the, and the contrast of just looking at the characters and and watching. So my mom would be would always be like, "Oh, you watching those cartoons?" And I go, "Mom, they're not cartoons; they're anime." <laughs> so let me ask you this: I'm glad you brought that up. So if you if we fast forward to now, you know, being an adult and still watching anime, one thing I do appreciate about your music is that you know, uh, and I'm glad because Elijah talked about, I believe, on episode like 82, 83. Uh, what'd you call it? Blurs. Yeah, blurs. Blurs. B L E R D, and I know I'm a blur, but I, yeah, I you I don't just, reference yourself. You just say this well, is what I, I like. I just found about this word. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> um, I mean, if you look at my my man cave, I got nothing but Gundam and everything Wall around. Scrolls and everything like that. So this so. is just life right here. But <laughs> no, being an adult now and still watching the anime uh, deeply and even rapping about it now, how do you? What made you like realize like you know what this is who I am. I'm just going, I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to be rapping about, you know, hoes and bitches and all that other stuff or drugs and, and whatnot, but I'm going to rap about what I love and I love anime. I don't care what kind of, you know, backlash I'm going to get on it. You know, what, what made you want to, you know, pack your bag, like Ryu and, you know, start that, that trail that journey. Yeah. Well, first off, like, like I said, it, it started before even anime with, with a deep love of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And one of the most important things in hip hop, you know, for me anyway, was originality, was was having a perspective that was yours and yours alone. And while I could sit and I could talk a whole bunch about, you know, being a black nerd growing up, it, it's there are lots of people with those stories. Yeah. So rather than focus on the fact that like I'm a nerd of color. It was more it was more along the lines of talking about the journey, talking about the things that I see and just if it was in me to say, I would say it, you know, no matter what it was. And my life is, isn't about, you know, like, excuse my language, bitches and hoes, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, like that. That's just not a life that I can relate to in that way. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm a different guy. I I have different values. I've, I've, I mean, I've seen uh, a lot of that life growing up in the hood, but it's not something that I want to glorify. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all try to get out because it's not a life you want to glorify yeah. because we see ourselves doing better and doing different. And so for me, I wish when I was younger, there were other people that I could relate to that struggle. I could relate and just say like, yeah, man, it's cool to do this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I was lucky enough to to find people that that did the same thing before me way before me and it was like man you know you really can talk about the things that you love and make it sound dope so i don't know if you've ever heard of megaran you know but he's a huge influence of mine and um he talks about video games he talks about life growing up and you know it it's always him Mm -hmm. and so for me because i love i love nerd life and i love hip-hop I don't want to distinguish the two as separate entities. You know, they, they, they are one and the same, except for instead of talking about bitches and hoes, because that's what I aspire to, 
I, I talk about the things that I love, video games, life, you know, like traveling and meeting people and, you know, things of that nature, whatever it is that's in me. I can't say that I'll always be talking about love and anime, but so long as it's in me to say and to do, that's what I'll be doing. You know, like, I just feel as though that's my Nindo. No, and, I, I, um, it's yeah. an important thing. And I can respect that. I think that's you, like you said, that's your Indo. Uh, that's you living, you know, true to who you are and, uh, you know, being authentic to yourself. Uh, if right now in your life, you know, you, you still have embracing the nerve community and also, you know, the anime and all that stuff. Why not rap about it? You know, why not rap about whatever you're more, you know, most uh, knowledgeable about instead of doing what everybody else is doing? Just rapping about yeah, the same. Mumbling, <laughs> mumbling something out for somebody. And with that being said, let's take our first pause for the cause, and then we'll be right back to the Elijah Bailey Show. Are you looking for the greatest Dragon Ball Z podcast in all the land? Well, then look no further. Krillin' It with Danny and Iffy is here. Join your hosts, comedians Danny Fernandez and Iffy Wadaway, as they sit down each and every week with a new guest to discuss Dragon Ball Z episodes. You'll love it. Goku, Krillin, Vegeta, Bulma, everyone is there. Make sure to go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review, and then follow us on Twitter at KrillinitPod. Keep on Krillin, Krillers. just gonna keep rolling we're gonna get right back into it all right christ okay three two one and we're back from break and we had a, a very i mean this is oh, this whole episode is gonna be very powerful because I've, I've been talking to some people that have been listening to the show we and thank you guys for listening to the show thank you guys for giving shout outs and everything um but one of the things that made me most proud for the show is everybody saying i feel like I belong when I listen to this show because you guys talk about comics, anime, whatever it is. There's something that I can latch on to. And you guys never sit there and just bash people for for liking what they like. And one of the things that uh, IQ said in his documentary. I bash the shit out of you for liking Naruto uh, still. Well, I, mean, I went in on you on that shit. But that really doesn't matter, though. It matters no, a lot. No, it doesn't really matter. But one of the things that IQ said in his documentary, which I'm going to repost on the page is it was at the very beginning within the first two, three minutes that musical uh, music is a very powerful thing. I feel like music is poison, but it can also be the key. And when you're sitting here listening to this conversation, listen to this man speak, you're, you're understanding what he's trying to unlock in the confines of society that he, that he reaches. Cause the first thing that you said, I think on that documentary is uh, when you're making music, you make music for yourself. Yeah. And then just to put it out there, you can find a common bond and attraction with others and they can actually learn from, from those life lessons and, and learn about you. And, and have you listened to Mega Ran, Richard? Mm-mm. Yeah. I, uh, Unless it was on his SoundCloud page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't, I haven't heard okay. of him. I think I saw references of him on his Dude. Facebook page. Oh yeah. He's got a lot of, I mean, that's what, um, I don't know when somebody turned me on to, to Mega a while ago and I just started going through SoundCloud. And I think it was while I was still at UPS. So like late in the nights, if I was listening to podcasts, I just be boom, boom, just going through song after song after song on SoundCloud. Yeah. He, I remember now it was referenced on his uh, website page and also his profile page on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when, when you listen to somebody that really has passion, cause again, you ending before we went to commercial about the mumble rappers and everything else. If you have somebody that's, actually excited, enthused, and believe in what they're saying, just like a good promo for wrestling, you can get into it. You can identify with it, not, even if it's not the same particular background or standards or, or things that you experience, you can at least relate to that. And that's why I wanted to, to bring today to this show with IQ is somebody that has a lot of value in everything he does, and he positions himself in a way to where he's successful when he does it because for me to listen to, me and Richard to listen to just – uh, a couple of songs right off the bat and then to be captivated and say, you know, we have to have this guy on the show. I want you guys to appreciate that um, because I think it's something that we all need to hear. We we try to keep this space for us to like nerd culture, geek culture positive, but also we want it to be informative. 
So we got to talk about your anime love and everything like that and how it has influenced you growing up and also is influencing you in the show, or not in the show, but your rap career. But you, of course, we made reference to rap being, your hip-hop as being your first you know, true love, I will say. Who, what type of artist is, I know you going from Brooklyn, you probably had like a floodgates of hell just of everybody just getting just one-on-one just boom right in your face even from artists we never even heard of probably but who were a couple of the artists that you remember growing up that was just like man that, that's my shit right there oh man i mean there, there's just so many and that's how i like to have so, to start off when someone says oh man <laughs> <laughs> yeah see the the scary thing about that question is you don't want to leave anybody out yeah <laughs> <laughs> so for me growing up um, I listened to a lot of different things. I, I listened to hip hop from from Japan, Korea, America. Um, I was pretty much all over the place. Mm. So I guess I would have to talk about artists in each place because okay. those are the things I listen to the most. You know, so um, top of my list, mo- most death. Mm. Um, yeah, I grew up listening to most death and Talib Kweli. And um, when they got together, it was it was amazing. And at the same time, I thought it was just unfair. (laughs) (laughs) So there was that. And um, I mean, of course, I listened to Wu Tang. Mm -hmm. I listened to most rappers out of New York. But the cool thing about New York back in the day was to make it anywhere. You you had to be able to have a sound established in New York. Yeah, Yeah. So. Another group, um, I love the Roots growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And I'm glad, while you're thinking on that, I'm glad you mentioned that because I remember watching an interview on, uh, I think uh, it was not, what, it was Breakfast Club, and they was interviewing 50 Cent, and um, he was saying how all the rap, you know, a lot of the musicians was like, man, you know, the music's coming out of Atlanta now. And then he made the valid point. He was like, yeah, but you got to realize a lot of these Atlanta boys had to fly up to New York because mm-hmm. this is where everybody's corporate office is at. Yeah. You know, this, this is where hip-hop is at. This is where hip-hop will always be at. You're going to have artists across the country, but they're going to have to do the business up here. Yeah. Yeah. So while I could talk about the Eminems and the Jay-Zs, because, you know, they're, they're up there, I loved Will Smith. He was a huge influence of mine as well. Tell me why you like Will Smith. Oh, (laughs) Willie Will. Tell us why you like, I mean, what was it about Will Smith? Was it the Wild Wild West or was it back in the Summer Breeze? Mm. Nah, man. Even even before that, uh, he did a song called When When Jazz Was on the Beatbox. Oh. And um, I liked a lot of his earlier stuff. And I followed him throughout his career just because I've always thought that Will Smith was a super underrated mm-hmm. because he was, you know, more positive than a lot of his music. He, he broke so many barriers, yeah. you know, and we don't look at the fact of what his music, I guess, um, did for hip hop in general, you know, like you have him winning Grammys, you, you have him stepping out of the box and going into acting and really making it a platform for other artists not just rappers, yeah. you know, to step out of their comfort zones and, and to nowadays days you look at like artists and movies and it's a regular thing. Mm-hmm. But back in the day when he did, it, it was taking a really big chance. Huge step. Yeah. So looking at the fact that he always, regardless of, of, of what remained true to himself and his music, I, I respect that. And I mean, it, it, when you have like DJ Jazzy Jeff with you, it's always dope. But when you talk about legends and, and the greats in hip hop, you never hear about them as much, you know, like among DJs, they talk about, you know, DJ Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff a whole yeah. lot more than the normal people do, but he's a DJ's DJ. And, um, you know, just growing up, I, I, I go nuts going to get their albums, you know, because I couldn't wait for something new to come out. Mm-hmm. And when they stopped doing albums together, you know, I was, I was a little butt hurt, but then he started doing Will Smith albums and I started picking those up as well. So Will was, I felt like he was more like, like me. He was relatable. He was, he was goofy. He was silly. He was funny. He wasn't necessarily a thug and he didn't try to portray himself as one. And so, you know, being able to look at that and say like, Hey man, I can relate to this. 
you know, that was, that was huge for me back then because there, there weren't very many um, people that I could look up to that I felt kind of were more like me. Yeah. So with that being said, the overall vision uh, for IQ across the globe is what? Across the globe? Mm-hmm. Because do you want to be seen um, as just uh, in your your local region or just in your state, or do you want to affect the globe in, in such a way? Because, I mean, you, you won't be the only person that's been inspired by these artists. So are you going to be that same positive uh, role model, that same positive figure uh, that you saw that cut away from the herd for other kids across the globe since you take over so many different genres from Japanese anime to video games to comics? Or is there a very specific goal that you're aiming towards right now? Well, well, right now, I, I wouldn't say that I have a specific goal. I make, I make music because it's in my heart to do, and I promise that's what I would do. And so for me, like, while I would like to get out my message, while I like to get out there in front of as many people as I can, I'm, I'm just worried about, I guess, the people that are in front of me when they are. Gotcha. You know, like when I look back on this, if I'm not making music 10, 20 years from now, I, I, I think I would be more happy knowing that I went out there mm-hmm. and that I at least tried. Mm-hmm. You know, anything else is it, it's a plus. You know, mm-hmm. like I'd, I'd love to, I guess, have some of the people that influenced me. Like, like for example, I, I loved um, a group by the name of Inflow from Japan, right? Mm-hmm. I love New Jabez. Um, and I, I just recently got to meet Substantial, who, who worked with New Jabez. You know, like at one point in time, that was like, that was the dream. The dream was to go to Japan and meet New Jabez, yeah, you know? Yeah. Because for me, he was my Dilla, you know, to what Dilla is to some people now. So before I knew that there were, there were different artists making these beats for, you know, I always assumed back in the day, that if, if he was rocking on the song and you didn't have a person that was right next to you, then you was doing your own producing. It wasn't until later on that I started, you know, paying attention to the fact that everybody has signature sounds, yeah. you know, like I, I love the, I love the premiere and Guru, you know, like because they were so different from out the box, but he was so dope at what he did that back then nobody was trying to was brave enough or even could do what he did. So looking at a lot of the music, you know, just, just going through, I just want to, whatever it is, I I don't know, you know, I don't know what it is when somebody listens to my music, what they're going to take from it. I just, I just know that if anything, I want to say whatever it is, is in me to say, and I hope that people can connect with it in some way. So for me, I, I I guess that's kind of it. And I'd, I'd like to see what they think. I'd like to see where it goes and, and I know, how it make I, people feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's beautiful, though, man. I think that even though that question, uh, I don't know if you think it's not, not like, uh, it's powerful. Because I think as a, as a musician, as someone who creates art, which is music, or even as us, we create podcasts. Um, I know with myself, you know, I don't, I don't have, I got goals, you know, small term goals and everything like that. And I'm pretty sure even musicians got, you know, I got to, I want to do three more songs or whatnot. But the main thing that I think that, that we're doing right now is that, you know, something about our ideas and our voice and our soul is trying to portray something out in this world. And we just want to be able to connect with as many people as we can. Uh, if that many people is only 10 or if that many people is, you know, in the tens of thousands, I think a, a true creator and a love and a person who truly in love or, or is in love with what they do, they don't care about those numbers. You know, of course, those numbers do reflect, you know, how much longer they can do the, what they're passionate about or how, you know, financially secure they can keep going. But at the same time, just being able to do it and be able to finally hit that platform is, is good enough. I mean, I, I think I felt your answer like 100 percent, like, boom, right there, hit home. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just happy that that I am doing this. You know, you to ask me this question seven, eight years ago. I wouldn't have even thought I'd be making music. Yeah. So that that's something that I that I never 
take for granted. And I'm just happy that there are people that, that dig what I do. So I, I want to ask you another question, man. Um, speaking about just, you know, music, so we're talking about music in general. We kind of hit on the past uh, with the mainstream of, of rap now and with your style, your, your style almost remind me of the good old days, <laughs> you know, the, the 90s, uh, the early 2000s when, you know, when you rap, it was a little bit more, I guess, traditional. And I'm not knocking any of the new rappers for, you know, evolving. Uh, I used to knock them hard. I ain't going to lie. And then I started just really sitting back and trying to open my mind about it. And everything has to evolve to a certain extent. I mean, even you have evolved rapping in a, in a way because nobody was rapping about, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they weren't. But now we have artists that are rapping about, you know, their Saturday morning cartoons and, and like even that, that Slaying Titan one, I mean, you yeah. was killing that dude because mm. it just it just hit me. Cause I'm just like, I was listening to it earlier today, and I was like, he is like for real going in. Like, where is my shit at? For I could slay some Titans with this motherfucker. Like, where's my shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, dude, where'd you get your stuff from? Where are they at? Where are they at? They killed your mama. I'm I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And um, so with the new with, with newer rappers in the style and everything like that. Uh, and the more of this, like a, a, a cross between uh, actual rap artists and rock, a uh, rock star that they're doing. Are you influenced by any of the new music or any of the new rappers out there nowadays? Um, I mean, I'm influenced by everything. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: even though some of it I don't, I don't necessarily like all of it. I, I see, I see worth and value in it, mm-hmm. and the fact that regardless of how you perceive their music, right? It, it has some type of power. It, it's it's reaching so many ears and there's, yeah. there's reasons for that. You know, so I just ask myself, what is it that I do like about it and why, or what I don't like about it and why? And, and even through, you know, just going through it that way, I, I learned so much. And we, we always expect the youngins to, to look at what we did and what we do and turn around and, and want to emulate us. But you do have to understand in, in that same, in that same stance that we want them to, to, I guess, express themselves. Yeah. My only one concern about some of it is, is just having something that's diverse. Right. Yeah. So if all you hear is, 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 you know, gangster music or, or if all you hear is music that's glorifying drugs and guns and, and, and women, you know, what do they have to inspire them to, to create things that are a little different? Mm. And so you, you end up with this, with this cycle where people turn around and they're like, Oh man, I like old school because of this and that and that and this. And then I feel it's disrespectful that they're doing these things. But how many of these older dudes do you see? taking the youngins up under the wing and saying, yo, hey, mm, let me mentor you and show you some things. Let me show you a little bit about the world. You know, until true. I see more of that, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen because it does, but not on a wider scale. You know, they don't they don't look up to us the same way that we looked up to the people that came before us. Yeah. And if you talk, you talk illly about them, you have to realize that it stems from us mm-hmm. not being there for them as much. Mm. I like how you put so, that. So yeah. the one thing that I turn around, like, okay, there was a show that I did a couple of years back in Miami. And um, there were these kids. And, I mean, they were really good, right? But all they talked about was, was money and bitches and, and, and things that they hadn't actually lived, yeah. you know, that lifestyle of and, and haven't been there. But that's what they aspired to because the people that came before them, you know, that they saw, that's what they look up to where they at. And so – there was an interview that was happening after the show, right? But this particular show was packed with, with adults and parents. Mm. And so like all the black moms and, and, and Spanish moms tore them a new one. Mm. And one of the things that the kids said that I, I, I take with me to this day where he was like, well, you know, this, this, this is what's cool. And he was like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be me? Am I supposed to talk about the things that I like when the kids clown me at school for it? He was like, I'm going to talk about the things that, you know, that are cool to talk about. Yeah. And it really, it really resonated with me because it was like, well, man, 
if you have more people doing things that they see that they see and say, well, that's cool, you know, they they have more choices. The thing that we had growing up in hip hop, we had choices. Mm-hmm. You wanted conscious music, there were conscious artists. You you wanted gangster music, there were gangster artists. You know, you wanted R and B music, there were R and B artists. Yeah, you know, that, but there was such <laughs> such diversity in 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 the music, even within the genres. And when you look at it now, it's more of a machine that just takes what's popular and what can sell. Mm-hmm. So even looking at that, looking at the way that music has come, the beautiful thing about now, though, is that anybody can turn around and, and it's just you're one hit away yeah. from being mainstream. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about independent music. That part of everything has changed the game. The Internet has changed everything because oh, you didn't yeah. have access to all these things. And so now you have people that are just trying to be popular and relevant. When you're talking about having these role models for past and present artists to look at, I know that in your documentary you also said you had someone that motivated you and drove you, and that's Miss Linda Slade. So can you speak on her just a bit and let the audience know what it was that drove you into becoming who you are now? Um, Well, I mean, I've had many people that, that have stepped in growing up. And um, Miss Slade was one of one of the most important people in my life because for me, I, I was a very popular basketball player in high school. Um, but at the same time, like anybody else at the time, you know, I had many of my own problems, and she saw something in me that I didn't see in me, and she made sure that I knew it every every chance, <laughs> and she got to tell me whether I wanted to hear it or not. And she would say that too, like, like whether you want to hear it or not, you're going to hear it. Hmm. And so she's, she's one of the main reasons I make music today, but she's also the reason I, I graduated from high school. You know, like when, when my, when my own mother wasn't always able to be there, you know, mainly because of work and things of that nature to have somebody who, who spends, most of that time, people don't realize the importance of our educators because we spend more time with them than we do with our own families. Yeah. You know, eight hours a day in a school is, is a huge thing. When your mother works 16 hours a day and maybe will see you for two to four hours because your bills got to get paid and y'all got to eat. Yeah. You know, like, what was that saying? It takes a village? Yeah, yeah. it takes a village yeah. to raise a, a, a child. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I happened to, to have many people that wanted to be in my village. And it was, it, it, it helped me a lot to become who I am today. Because Lord knows that it was hard growing up. And wasn't the first time you stood up, and correct me if I'm wrong, the first time that you got up on stage, it was actually a poem that you wrote to Miss Slade? Yes. Well, the first song that I ever like wrote, wrote. Um, it was a poem. It was a poem that I that I wrote um, to Miss Slade when she passed away, and um, I cried the entire time I wrote it. And a friend of mine, uh, an anime rapper by the name of Richie Branson, he put out these uh, these beats from a project he had previously done, and I heard the song, and um, I started writing the poem towards the music and then I put them both together and I sent it to, to Miss Slade's daughter and she, um, she hit me back to tell me, you know, just how much she liked it. And it was the first time that I really seen in, in a real world setting, the power that, that I guess words and music yeah. have that was, that was, more personal than anything I had ever seen, you know, that didn't relate to me. And so when we went to Miss Slade's service, at the end of the service, she played, she played the song that I sent her. And, um, you know, just seeing everybody in the room and seeing how it affected so many people on, on a personal level, you know, it was, it was a lot to take in. And, even since then, man, like I've laughed with people over music. 
I've I've cried with them. You know, like I've had people tell me how how my music has helped them through their day and and just the things that they were going through. I've met so many teachers that have been like, man, you know, I had one here in Florida that came to me and she was just like, man, I was really thinking about quitting, you know, very soon. And, and, and hearing how you felt about your teacher made me remember why I started doing this. And she thanked me, man. And she cried and I cried with her. And to see that sometimes people need to be reminded of how important they are to someone else, even if they don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually very powerful. I remember I was interviewing my um, oldest brother and he's an entertainer. And uh, he was saying, he said the same, almost the same words in a way where you, he, you were saying about how that was like your first time seeing like your words having that huge of an impact on people. And as you know, I've been able to, I've been blessed enough to be able to tell some of my favorite musicians in person, man, you guys' music is what helped me through, you know, darkest times of my life. And I can only imagine the type of feeling that you guys get when y'all hear stuff like that. Uh, even just on me recording podcasts, it feels good when, you know, we get a little praise and everything like that. But I mean, music is very powerful. I, I love it. I sleep with it. I wake up to it. I mean, I, and I, I love the artists that are able to uh, have the mindset to be able to keep producing the music and keep coming up with the, the lyrics that people can relate to. And just, just keep doing what you're doing, man. No Thank matter you so what, much. just keep going, man. No matter what, I, I know it can be tough trying to be an independent person uh, and, and trying to follow your dreams and your passion. Cause deep down inside your heart tells you, Hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing. But you know, life got so many damn obstacles. It can mm. be just, overwhelming sometime man but no just keep doing what you're doing brother you're doing a good job at it and i could tell from just interviewing with you today man you have a real humble spirit man and just 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 keep at just keep at it i will and thank you so much what's one thing that you could leave or some information that you give somebody that's trying to aspire and, and find their own self to get out there and be able to give whatever gift they have to the world if i had to say anything number one don't be afraid to take a risk you know, we, we, we tend to be so afraid of failing that we don't look at the fact that everything around us is is made up of something that somebody once said was impossible. You know, so you whether whether we're sitting here talking on phones and computers and driving in vehicles that, that are not being pushed by us or animals or you know, like we're wearing clothes, everything around you is something that people thought was impossible. I mean, I'm pretty sure at one point people didn't think that you didn't know how another person was going to be born. And then a person made another person, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's, it, it's crazy to think about it that way, man. But the chair you're sitting in is something that somebody looked at and said, Hey man, you, you can't, you can't make that. Somebody said, watch me first person to fly. You, you can't fly in the, in the sky. Like, like the birds you watch me. I'm going to. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. If you look at the light, if you look at life and your life as all of those things that you enjoy today were impossibilities for people at some point in time, how can I ever turn around and say that something is not a hundred percent possible without trying or, or at least learning and, and putting your effort into doing something. Mm. And so when things get hard, man, just remember that there are so many things that people said was impossible to other people, but they kept with it and it helped us in humanity in some way. So if you're going to do it, stick with it and don't believe that anything is not possible. Amazing. And like you were saying earlier, it's like, I remember <clears throat> that my favorite saying from Dragon Ball Z is Goku saying, there's a will, then there's a way. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier, like, how the, the animes we grew up, yeah, of course, we still like cartoons and everything, but they did have valuable life lessons in them. Mm -hmm. A lot better than what I feel like a lot of these reality shows are about. Oh, God, yeah. man, I feel like that's just <laughs> toxic. Exactly. <laughs> uh, where can people find your work, and where can they find you? And then if you have any upcoming events, let let, let the people know. Um. Well, if you're in Florida, uh, I have a show next week. But I'm really bad with my schedule, so I have to literally look it up. 
Um, the other thing is you can find me on, on Facebook under music, M-U-S-I-C-E-Y-E-Q. Um, you can find me under most things under music IQ. Um, I have music on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, you know, most, most of the major things, I guess, at this point. But a way to get to me is always just through my Facebook page. I check it very often. If you're in Austin at the end of the month for Classic Game Fest, I'll, I'll be performing out there. Okay. I'll be doing a show out here in, in Orlando. Or if you happen to be in Orlando and you're anywhere near the Geek Easy, I, I do stuff there all the time, and uh, I go to hang out there very often. It's, it's my home away from home. So if you're ever in Orlando, come through to the Geek Easy, come to a karaoke night. I'll be there if I'm here indefinitely. Well, I just want to appreciate it, man. It was like a pleasure talking to you today. Um, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's been a blast, man. And just for listeners out there, as you already know, you can follow everything I do here at Black and Studios at Black and Studios on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also feel free to email us at podcast at blackandstudio.com. And also to go to our website, it's back up finally at blackandstudios.com. Yes, and anything and everything you need to know about the Elijah Bailey Show, you can find on Facebook at the Elijah Bailey Show, or Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Elijah Bailey Show. That's S H O without the W. You can send all your emails to Elijah Bailey Show at gmail dot com. Now, if that's too tiresome for you and you hate sending emails, simply go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. And in that review, you can leave your comment, a question, or a topic that you want me and Richard to hit on in the show. But the only thing is iTunes has gotten rid of one through four stars, so you have to leave a five-star rating for the show just to be able to leave a review. Now, I know for for you guys that love the show, that's not a big deal, but you need to just encourage your friends. Tell them not to be scared to leave that five-star rating. Sometimes people want to leave fours just to let you know you have a little bit of room to grow, but just give us a five. You can just tell us in the review, say, yeah, I gave you a five. I feel like this could have been a little bit better, but I'm giving you a five right now. Other than that, make sure to support our sponsor, uh, Ripped Apparel. Go to RippedApparel.com. Any pop culture, nerd, anime shirt that you see that you like, use promo code Elijah Bailey Show at checkout to receive a 10% discount. I just ordered a, uh, I think me and Britt, uh, Richard, ordered that uh, Deadpool taco, uh, that Deadpool Borderland shirt. So I just got those. Uh, they have more and more stuff coming in. They just had Voltron. Um, Transformers, and then they did Game of Thrones shirts the other day. So check every day for three new shirts, but you can also go through their category and pick anything you want. Uh, Tank tops, sweaters, hoodies, uh, tote bags, iPhone cases, whatever you want, 10% off on us because Ripped Apparel supports the Elijah Bailey Show, and we always support our listeners. And then for exclusive content, more on Dragon Ball Super, more on Attack on Titan, more on Berserk. Go to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey Show. I've been Elijah Bailey. And I'm Richard Taplin. And thank you again for coming on the show, Mr. Christ Allen, a.k.a. IQ, the man, the myth, the legend that goes to all the parties, makes all the girls wet, if you will, and <laughs> gets everybody moving and grooving. If you haven't listened to his stuff, in the in the description... Not only will you get the Anime and Manga of the Month podcast and Cosplay of the Week, but you'll get uh, links to SoundCloud, Spotify, where you can hear his music, and also his links on Facebook, uh, Instagram, everywhere. So you can go ahead and find this man and find his work. Because if you enjoyed this show, even if you didn't enjoy this show, you need to find the message in here to go out and chase your dreams, follow them, and, and get off your ass. Don't be scared. Don't be nervous. Do what you need to do. Right, Richard? Hey, yep. can I say one more thing? Yes, of course. Hey, I want to give a huge shout-out to my fam, the MPC Collective. Um, and also, I want to give a big shout-out to the folks over at Funimation. And um, that's it. Yes, thank you. Shouting out. Funimation, you heard that here first, Funimation. I've been trying to call you for weeks. You've been hanging up on me. They've been answering the phone and hanging up on my in my face. It's been Chris Sabbath, I know. <laughs> but... Shout out here from He's lying. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably Marissa Lindsay. There All you right. go. <laughs> but thank you guys. I'm Elijah Bailey. And I'm Richard Taplin. And we will catch your ass in the next podcast.
Hey everybody, this is Elijah 5000 back at the end of the show with everything you want and you need to know. So let's kick this thing off right. Now before we get into Mr. IQ's single, I'm going to give you the anime and manga of the month along with the podcast and cosplay of the month. Cosplay of the month is the amazing, the beautiful, the talented, the illustrious Fiona Nova. That's F-I-O-N-A underscore N-O-V-A. She has done many cosplay that have caught our eye. Zero Suit Samus, Black Cat, Sexy Princess Peach, Sashomaru from Inuyasha, Misty from Pokemon, Mary Jane from Spider-Man, Mira, Aquaman's wife, and much, much more. You have to go and follow her on Instagram right now. She does everything for you guys as far as YouTube videos, cosplay, pictures, posters, everything. So make sure that you check her out. She's a friend of the show, so now you know. Podcast of the week is one of my favorite podcasts that I'm listening to from BuzzFeed. Another round with Hindi and Tracy. A fucking amazing comedic podcast. This podcast is a breath of fresh air and it's so damn funny you cannot miss out. This podcast covers everything from race, gender, and pop culture to squirrels, mangoes, and bad jokes. All in one boozy show. Make sure to follow them on iTunes. Manga of the month is Shokugeki no Soma Food Wars. If you love food and you love food porn, this is the manga for you. Anime of the month is Gintama, the original parody anime. Before One Punch Man, there was one man that loved his sweets and carried a wooden sword. Gintama. Thank you guys. I'm Elijah 5000. I will catch your ass in the next podcast.
I will never forget what those titans did to you I refuse to be trapped and locked in by these walls This is not our fate, my people stand strong I'm not dreaming of places that we can run and hide I'm daydreaming of titans to slay and stay alive I say to all of my people that we can fight back Stick up for one another, the Rika's got your back We refuse to go quietly in the dead of night We fight our way till the sun comes up and watch it shine We must vanquish them all with fighting for our freedom And life outside of these walls, we're gonna take it back For humanity, we're gonna vanquish them all Everyone's with me, we're all titan slayers We must vanquish them all, fighting for our freedom And life outside of these walls, we're gonna take it back For humanity, we're gonna vanquish them all Everyone's with me I said everyone's with me Gotta vanquish them all. 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 Gotta vanquish them all.